In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Christ is in our midst. He was, he is, and he shall be. Again, we hear a familiar gospel, the healing of the blind man. And in this gospel passage from Luke, we also hear and read a, or what should be a very familiar prayer to us, the Jesus prayer. I will speak about that in a moment. But we also have today in this 14th Sunday of Luke, a very short, succinct epistle reading, three verses from 1 Timothy, which as has been said before, John 3.16 is a summary of the gospel. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that so ever who believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. One we've heard, read about, seen so many times. But this epistle from Timothy is similar to that, but speaks to a different aspect of God's mercy. Timothy, my son, the saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Christ came into the world to save sinners. Even if you just stop there, it is a powerful, direct, and hopefully essential message to each and every one of us. But he goes on, he says, but I received mercy for this reason. This is Paul speaking to Timothy. I received mercy for this reason, that in me, as the foremost, or the first, Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience for an example to those who were to believe in him for eternal life. And then he ends, and this is also something that, that as Orthodox Christians we hear this all the time and we wonder why we have the prayers that we read and that we recite and that we offer has this what may seem like a formal uh, uh, ending, but it comes straight from Scripture. To the King of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory to the ages of ages. Amen. Just as an aside, everything in our services, in our liturgy in particular, comes from Scripture, either a direct quote or a paraphrase or the essence of the meaning. Everything from Scripture, our prayers, our services, our sacraments, everything from Scripture, which came from the church. That's an aside. So, Timothy speaks to us about, Paul speaks to us in his letter to Timothy about sin. But he doesn't speak about sins, though he does enumerate them in other places, in Corinthians and in other places, and Romans and other places in the New Testament. But here he speaks about it as something that is more personal or should be more personal to each and every one of us. In the pre-communion prayers that we recite, and I'm, I'm so thankful that we, we do this together, we recite these prayers because they're, they're so 
expressive of how we should be approaching the body and blood of our Lord. But we say in these prayers, among other things, about being the first, being the first of sinners. I am the first, as we say, as we come forward. As priests, we recite that prayer numerous times. Forgive me a sinner of whom I am the first. Not forgive me this sin or that sin or go through everyone else, but the finger is pointed at me. Forgive me a sinner of whom I am the first. This is how we are called to approach the body and blood of Christ. And we see this right here in Timothy. And then Psalm 50, where David expressed it so beautifully, that he says, I know my sin, and my sin is ever before me. Against you and you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight. You see, there are sins that are all around us. We know these. There's nothing that is new in terms of sin. And sin is missing the mark. Amartia is missing the mark. And the mark, of course, is Jesus Christ. And I've said this before. Peter, when he was walking on the water towards Jesus, and the storm came up in the sea, the moment he took his eyes off the Lord, he began to sink. He began to be subject to these storms. Or, if we apply this in our own life, not just to the storms that are out of our control, but to the self-inflicted ones by sin, by taking our focus off Christ. This is, this is when we are subject to or when we are susceptible to or we are tempted to sin. And this is what Paul is speaking about in this epistle. How do we think of ourselves? Do we think of ourselves, as Paul says here, as sinners? Do we think of ourselves, as David said, I know my sin, my sin is ever before me, and against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight? Are we too proud to think this way about ourselves? Are we too ashamed to even think about this ourselves? Are we too indifferent, not wanting to even acknowledge that we have wandered, as the prodigal son did, into a far away country? Of whom I am the first, the prayer says. In the Matins Gospel, we read that we read every 11 Sundays. We read from the ninth one this morning from the Gospel of John. And it was about the event of a post-resurrectional appearance of Jesus to the disciples. And Thomas wasn't there. We know the story. And the disciples said that they saw the Lord. And he said, unless I see, unless I touch, unless I feel, unless I'm in his presence, and not just in his presence, but I see that it's him because I know from the nails and the 
and the, the spear in his side, I won't believe. And then, of course, the Lord appeared again when he was there. And he said to Thomas, do you have to see to believe? You've heard of all these things. You walked with us. You walked with me. You saw and you witnessed and you even participated in some instances these miracles, these healings, these wonders of God in me. And yet, you didn't believe. Blessed are those who don't see but believe. This is faith. And this is the gospel. Because we see an instance of a man who could not see. And yet, even by not seeing physically, he recognized that Jesus was the Lord. That he was the Messiah, the Christos, the, the anointed one who was coming to save sinners. To bring back those who had fallen away or who were subject to sin to bring them back to paradise, to bring them back to the Father. This was his coming into the world. This was his purpose. This is his purpose even to today. And this man, even though he could not see physically, he saw with the eyes of his heart, as we say. He humbled himself. Certainly, he was humbled by the reaction of the crowd, but he humbled himself in the way he recognized, even without seeing with his eyes, that Jesus was salvation, not just healing, not just a physical healing, but even more, a healing of his soul, of restoring him, restoring his entirety, his soul and body to that which was and is, as we say in the prayers of the memorial service and the funeral, to our original beauty. He saw this, and we too are called to see this. And it is by God's grace and His mercy that we are healed of our sin, that we are healed physically and spiritually, that we are reunited to our original beauty, that we are brought back and returned from exile as the Israelites were. Or we come from a faraway country as the prodigal son did after he came to his senses. And he rejoices when we return to his father and our father. This is the message of all three scripture readings today. Mercy and compassion of God. And it's expressed in this very short but powerful prayer. Lord Jesus, Jesus, have mercy on me. People ask all the time, how do we pray? How should we pray? Now we know from some parts of Scripture, there's the Lord's Prayer. And then we know from other parts, there's the Psalms that are prayers. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me and save me. This is known as the Jesus Prayer. And it's a beautiful prayer that is what I say when someone asks me, 
how should I do this? What should I do here? What should we do? And myself included, say the, the Jesus prayer because it expresses this truth, this, this example from this man that was blind, this teaching and this life of St. Paul when he mentored Timothy, that it's by his grace and by his compassion and by his mercy that we are saved. It is by these that we are healed of our separation from God. It is by his mercy that we can, even though we are in sin, stand before him and receive his body and blood. And we can be made worthy through his grace and compassion and his mercy. Let our prayer be that of this man, the blind man, or also of Paul and all the saints. Lord Jesus Christ, my God, have mercy on me and save me. Amen.